lot to talk about right here at KBLA Talk 1580. Welcome to the Danny Morrison Show, the whole nine in the nighttime, right at nine usually. But today, once again, the whole nine during drive time. Quick programming note for those that are popping in right now, checking for Don Amici versus everybody again. And a surprise to hear my voice on the KBLA frequency. The Danny Morrison Show is broadcasting from this time slot yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And for those that are popping in at 9 p.m., this show is a replay from earlier today at 4 p.m. again. In addition, my friend, both shows will have best of broadcasts on Thanksgiving Thursday and Black Friday. But don't you fret, my pet. All will return to normal come Monday, November 28th, live. And I predict that when I return on Monday, I will be so fat that my waistline will have more rolls than a bakery. Trust me, it's coming. Any pictures that were taken to me on Thanksgiving have got to be like 8 by 10. Trust me, I'm going to get it in. And I will be so fat that I will have broken one of the branches on the family tree by day's end. It's coming. It will clearly be a cheat weekend for me. Of course I kid, but to be totally honest with you, this weekend isn't a comical one for a lot of American families. So allow me to add a little perspective to the discourse today by sharing a conversation I had with a close and personal friend of mine this past weekend. So I had to drive back to my hometown of Bakersfield to check on my family who has lost a loved one recently. To MC a quinceanera for the daughter of a longtime friend of mine and to tie up a few lingering loose ends that unfortunately still remain since I departed the city two years ago. And uh, upon visiting a community partner and friend of mine, the first words out of his mouth were, and I quote, Danny Morrison is back on the scene. Maybe now these people can stop asking if you'll be coming back to give out turkeys this year. End quote. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, every Thanksgiving season, the tentacles within my personal hashtag how long movement would collect hundreds of turkeys and hams and hold a community event in the most impoverished neighborhoods of Bakersfield to assist those in need. So my answer to him was, quote, I can't do that anymore. You all know that I'm in Los Angeles now, although I do plan on doing the same thing in L.A. starting in 2023, end quote. His answer, paraphrased, of course, look, man. These greedy people need to learn to stand on their own two feet anyway. I think they relied on you every year just so they wouldn't have to pay for that stuff on their own. Now they can buy food with that extra money instead of all the weed and liquor they be buying all the time. End quote. Yeah, he said that. And his boy that was with him was nodding in agreement. Now I want to be careful in saying what I'm about to say on this microphone right now because there's a high probability that he is listening at this present time. He's an avid listener to the Danny Mo Show and especially now that we're on in drive time. Uh, but he is foul for those comments. He knows how I feel. I told him to his face. I believe that he and others like him in the black community don't truly understand what it means to be poor during the holiday season. Yeah, the vast majority of my listening audience is probably eagerly anticipating a great Thanksgiving holiday with the finest of meats and cheeses and delectable delights surrounded by a colorful collection of multiple black generations, huh? With a caravan of some of you prepared to take on Black Friday the next day arm in arm while shopping for the best deals in town, huh? But not the poor folk. People that were poor, just like my family. 
You probably never experienced watching a single mom of six kids try to mathematically calculate if it's possible to buy and cook a Thanksgiving dinner and still make the mortgage on the first of the month. You probably never experienced watching a mom having to cut corners on that dinner by substituting certain items with more untraditional ingredients, huh? You probably never experienced that same Thanksgiving dinner being stretched out over a full week after the holiday and crafted into practically every turkey-based concoction that the human mind could ever imagine. And Black Friday? Please. Throughout my childhood and even my adolescence, there was never a year when the Morrison family could part, take part in the hustle and the bustle of that unofficial holiday. Ever. Yeah, we were fully aware that deals run rampant throughout the American commerce that day and would likely cut the cost of Christmas for the penniless pack of our poverty-stricken. But shopping on that day was purely impossible when the state of the financial coffers of the Morrison family was annually in limbo and still being written. So today I'm talking to you. Yeah, you. Both sides of the spectrum, too. And you know who you are. For one, anyone that finds themselves in a state of pomposity and looking down upon those that are in dire straits and feeling as long as they got theirs, all is well in their world. And two, anyone that is highly stressed at this present time and still has no idea how they're going to make it through Thanksgiving and the rest of the holiday season, I have a message for you too. So listen up, listen close, and listen good. For those whose bank accounts are full and healthy this afternoon, for those that don't have a financial stress in the world, I give you Exhibit A, because Denzel Washington has entered the chat. Listen. You'll never see a U-Haul behind a hearse. I'll say it again. You'll never see a U-Haul behind a hearse. I don't care how much money you make, you can't take it with you. And it's not how much you have. It's what you do with what you have. We all have different talents. Some of you will be doctors, some lawyers, some scientists, some educators, some nurses, some teachers. Yeah, okay. <laughs> some preachers. The most selfish thing you can do in this world is help someone else. Why is it selfish? Because the gratification, the goodness that comes to you, the good feeling, the good feeling that I get from helping others, nothing's better than that. Not jewelry, not big house I have, not the cars, but the, the, it's the joy. That's where the joy is in helping others. That's where the success is. You'll never see a U-Haul behind a hearse. That's where the joy is in helping others. That's where the success is. And what are you doing with your blessings? And if you're someone that is listening to my voice right now and you are stressed about this holiday season right now, and no food in the cupboards right now, no money for Christmas right now, I give you Exhibit B. Perhaps I should call it Exhibit D because that exhibit is me. I'm a man that will experience this year's holiday season minus one sibling. My family, who is now emotionally distraught, will be burying my sister this month. I'm also a man that almost lost a son to stage four cancer 10 years ago. And we celebrated his 16th birthday in May this year. So please believe me when I tell you, I understand. 
I've said it before and I'll say it again. If you ever find yourself depressed and need some form of an affirmation to get back on track, walk yourself through a children's hospital one time. See the families, see the children, see the pain, and I promise you that you'll gain a perspective like you've never had before while walking out. I know it doesn't feel like it right now, but God has got your back. Instead of focusing on the things that are missing from your life, try to focus on how blessed you actually are. Blessings don't always have to be material. God materializes in many forms and fashions, and having your health and the comfort of your family around you is far more imperial. In conclusion, I want all I want is for everyone to enjoy their Thanksgiving this year. Some of us will spend the holiday laughing hysterically with the people that we love. Others will spend the holiday crying hysterically from the people that we've lost. But regardless of the side of the story that you land on, I pray that at the end of the day, you remember that God is still in charge, regardless. And all will work out in the end if you allow him to be your God, your personal savior, and even your boss. Happy Thanksgiving, regardless of what side you land on. But that's just me. Tell me what you think, L.A. What are you thankful for this year? Your health, your family, your job, perhaps something else. How did God bless you in 2022? And what message do you have for those that may not be in the best condition this holiday season? Holla at your boy. Your voice is a change. Your voice is the community. Your voice is on 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. You can also stream us via the brand new KBLA streaming app on your app store. iOS or Android. It don't matter. That same app allows you to send me your questions and comments that I will answer live at different intervals throughout the broadcast. Plus... Like, share, and follow your favorite radio station live on our socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at KBLA1580. Feel free to follow me at Danny Mo Show on those same platforms, 2+. Me and my nighttime partner in crime, Robin Ailes, will take your comments via the ecosystem of this social network. Check this out. No 7 Series today because we got a special guest coming on to the Danny Mo Show. She offers more than two decades of accomplishments in the housing and the nonprofit sector. Beginning her career in fair housing, she developed a strong interest in housing issues and parlayed this interest into addressing housing issues, implementing community and economic development initiatives, and building affordable housing opportunities. And today, she's going to come up in here and discuss the impact of the Greater Los Angeles Homeless Youth Count and the Candlelight Interfaith Prayer and Youth Voice Reflection Event, which is taking place a week from today on behalf of Homeless Youth Awareness Month. Her name is Janet Kelly, Executive Director of the Sanctuary of Hope. Inside my Pulse one-on-one, at the bottom of the hour, prepare for a blessed conversation. Add to that conversation with your phone calls when we come forward. Welcome to the Danny Morrison Show on Unapologetically Progressive, KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about. Let's rock. From Bakersfield to Los Angeles. Middays to nighttime. Like George and Wheezy, Danny Morrison is moving on up at KBLA Talk 1580. What? Real Talk. Real time, the gospel truth. You're listening to the Danny Morrison Show on KBLA Talk 1580. Broadcasting live from Lamert Park, California, streaming live on the KBLA YouTube page as we speak. I'm not here to tell you how to think, but I am here to tell you what to think about. We blacken the spot. Another episode of the Danny Morrison Show, KBLA Talk 1580. First on the scene, so first and so clean, let's check out what to clean. Now, I mean, come on, Andy, let's go. She's your queen. Looking so clean. Too. 
Shush. I don't even know what you said. But I don't even know what I said. That's okay. Was it okay? Was it better than yesterday? It was better than yesterday. Um, yeah. That's all you're going to give me? Yeah. It was... I don't even know what you said. A to F. Where am I? Where, where you got me? It's it's got to be about the C minus because I don't even oh, know what you said. That's you have low to, average. You have to enunciate, sir. Kick that one more time. One more time, Andy. Come on, blaze that up. Come on, don't do that to me. She's your queen. me. Did I enunciate that time? Oh my god. How are you today? <laughs> Did I enunciate it up that time? I am doing well. Thank you very much. You feeling look fantastic. Good. You Thank look you. like a, 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 a business woman today. Business. Yeah. I um I had some things I had to do today, so it was fun. Yeah. It was great. I, you know, I mean, I don't I don't come dressed in sweats and sneakers all the time. I have to dress up. I have things to do. Just 90% of the time. Well, 90% of the time, we're here at nighttime. That is very true. After my day has completely gone by, you know... I'm getting in sweats and sneakers. That's kind of how I roll. I get asked sometimes, like, what? Do you guys ever have anything on other than sweats? And I go, Do you? They ask get you here that? at nine o'clock. Well, see, no one asks me that because they know they see me dressed up pretty often. I must admit, it's very rare people see me dressed up on my socials. Yeah, I probably, I think, I've only seen you dressed up a handful of times. Because I'm just not that cat. You know, I'm not that. Yeah, cat. you're like gym sleep. Radio station, right. gym, sleep, radio station. I and eventually, it. gym, sleep, Janet. Gym, eventually, just give it time. You're still going to dress like that, though. Yes, I am. <laughs> What's going on with the Rob Report tonight, huh? Oh, my goodness. There's so much to talk about with the Rob Report. We're going to talk about, um, my goodness, there is Balenciaga is under fire again. We're going to talk about Lawrence Fishburne, who surprised many people with some information that he uh, um, revealed recently. Um, and so much more. Of course, we got entertainment. We have some business and news. And we've got the question of the day, which I think is a pretty good one today. And, is the relationship course, tonight? Um, no, but I guess you can, you can, you can, you can kind of manipulate it to be a okay. relationship. And we will. And of course we have our motivational moment too from Michelle Obama. Ooh, you dropping bombs this week. Mm-hmm, Yesterday mm-hmm. Denzel, tonight is Michelle Obama. I know, right? What's tomorrow? Hmm. Well tomorrow we've Barack. got tomorrow oh, we've got comedian Little Rel in the house. Ooh. And so comedian actor Little Rel. And so you he might give us a motivational moment because he's he really is about that life. Oh, he is the man for yeah. sure. Yeah. He hotter than fish grease right now. Mm-hmm. That's the Raw Report coming up at the top of the hour. By the way, don't forget in the third hour, a few more of the upon further review clips that you all have sent us over the past few days. Clips that extend the conversation on some of the topics we've touched on recently on the Danny Mo show. Tonight first clip features the brilliant Dick. Gregory, breaking down on how we only have one expectation on this earth from the moment we leave the womb. I'm going to show that. Second, Dave Chappelle, still got to play that clip on why he left the Chappelle show. Could help some creatives out there. Third one, the big dog, Eric Thomas. Can we get to that clip tonight, Come please? Come on. <laughs> Do you think he's number one? No. Who's the number one motivational speaker in your ice? Uh, either either like Oprah, Will, or Denzel, or somebody like that. You Wait, think who? Oprah is a motivational speaker? I don't, Motiv- I don't put her in that category. Well, she's not a motivational speaker. When you speak, she's motivational, though. Goom. There's a difference. That's a nugget right It is, and that, those are bars. Ooh. Those are bars. It's, it's kind of what she does. You know? I can agree with that. Mm-hmm. Upon further review clip, all coming up in the third hour after the Raw 
Report. Also, KBLA Talk 1580 is pleased to announce a can't-miss community event. Welcome home, Mayor-elect Karen Bass. Join us for this free public event as we celebrate Mayor-elect Bass's historic victory. Entertainment, food trucks, a diverse array of vendors, along with attendance and participation from community leaders, elected officials, celebrities, business owners, and other notables. KBLA Talk 1580 will host Mayor-elect Karen Bass on the main stage as we reflect on the importance of this moment and what it means for the black community, women, and all Angelinos who believe in the limitless potential of our amazing city. Make sure you stay tuned to KBLA and our social media platforms for all the important details. We look forward to celebrating Mayor-elect Karen Bass and you. But in the meantime and in between time, make sure you like, share, comment, follow us on all socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. But today... We're discussing the two sometimes polarizing sides of the Thanksgiving holiday, those with and those without. Which side do you land on? What are you thankful for this year? And what message do you have for those that are struggling in 2022 if this is ever a setup for you? (laughs) Miss Robin, give them a motivational moment for a a minute here. Well, I I don't know if it's a motivational moment. I can just tell you that... um, you know, whatever it is that, that we have in my family, uh, we, we we try to do the traditional thing. You know, I cook at home. I do the whole thing. Um, and then we'll go visit family as well. Mm-hmm. But then what we try to start, and um, hopefully it'll continue, is taking whatever we have left over. And we literally just make plates and we'll wrap them up and we go try to find someone who is houseless, someone who is out there because it's cold outside, you know, especially at night right now. Um, They're all around, Mm. you know. So me, my husband, Robbie, we um, we take our girls and we will literally just go hand out the plates if we can. And so um, to me, that is doing both. That's sort of just, you know, that's sort of being thankful and grateful for what we have, but then also just sharing that sort of love for people who don't have. Mm. So, um, you know, I, I say join join in, you know, if, if that if if you find yourself in that position that has, you know, some leftover food, you know. I mean, you can argue one way or the other that it may not be the most sanitary thing, but you know, hey, it's us. You know what you have. You know um, how clean it is and all that stuff. So we just try to pay it forward. You're doing a fantastic job. That is a motivational moment. Look at you. (laughs) By the way, uh, you guys know I've been looking for uh, fried turkey. Deep fried turkey. Mm-hmm. I went to two Popeyes because you know that uh, the Oracle told me the Popeyes was the place. I went to the one on Slauson and I went to the one on Manchester right next to the freeway. And they laughed in my face. Oh. Okay. <laughs> they said, you know, we started selling these on October 15th. You're coming in here two days before Thanksgiving. Oh, it, right. It's just it's not, not going to happen. Gonna have, that's true. So the beautiful and talented Miss Angela Reddock Wright sent me a message today. Hey, Angela. Hello, Danny. <laughs> we have a black-owned fried turkey guy for you. He does them for L.A. probation officers and lots of other folks. He is also our neighbor. His name is Alfonso. He said he can send you pictures, too. I was mm. like, pictures of wood, of the turkey? I the we, turkey, probably. I hope that's what we're talking about. <laughs> but it's on the phone right now. Let's, let's bring him on. Alfonso. <laughs> How you doing, friend? Hello? Turn your radio down for me. Can you do that? Got it down, got it down. All How right, we I, doing today? I got about two minutes here. By the way, when you come on this show, you got to give me your height, your color, and your hood, Alfonso. You got it, my brother. You talking to Alonso from Carson, California, 6'2". All good loving. Carson. Good Carson, California, checking in. Drop that. Come on, Andy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I heard you got the goods, man. I feel like I'm buying drugs from somebody right now. So how do I get a <laughs> How do I get a deep fried turkey? Man? What I got to do? Brother, all you got to do is let me know when you're ready to have one. I'm going to take care of you personally. 
Really? Well, no. well, you're, you're with the probation right. department. I don't know what that means, but uh, <laughs> uh, hey, I'll come and I'm get it tomorrow. That. I don't care where you are. You're you said you're in Carson. I'll drive wherever I got to go to get it. You let me know, and I will prepare you a deep fried turkey. I personally injected myself with my my recipe. I use up to about 100% peanut oil, no blend, no nothing, straight peanut oil. Cook it at the right temperature. When it leaves out of here, it's golden brown. Woo! I'm coming to you tomorrow morning. I'll tell you. Yeah, go ahead. If you never had one before, you would never go back to an oven baked again. I've had one before. I've had two before, actually. And I loved them, and that's why I want one this year. Oh, well, you're talking to the right man. Ah, That's what I'm, man. God bless you. By the way, I'm told you're black owned. Is that true? That's true. What is Myself, it? my two daughters. Actually, I, I actually I work for my two younger daughters, believe it or not. They like cooking, and they're little entrepreneurs. And so they like the, the daddy, you need to do something to help us out. <laughs> so we start a little, little catering thing, and every once in a while they do a little catering job and do things. And my two daughters, and that's what we do. Let's give you a shout-out. What's the name of that business, huh? McGee's Custom Catering. McGee's Custom Catering. Kick them a phone number. Go ahead. Eric, call 310 8697. What about socials? How can they find you online? Uh, actually, we haven't got a website going. You going ain't got yet. no website. You a yes. catering no. company. Well, you know, he kids, said yes. The, the kids are in school still, so they got to keep it as, you know, they, they, they don't want to say no to very many people. All right. So they 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 trying to keep it small and as you know, summertime they're going to put this summer we're going to put something out for them. All right. But you know, like I said, we normally do things on the weekends, but they love to cook. I love to help them. I love to show them. And um, that's what we do. Alfonso, I'm up against it. Thank you so much. God bless you. I will see you tomorrow morning. I have your phone number, and I'll get in contact with you, and I appreciate you so, so much. And Angela Redock, right? I love you so much. Thank you. Have a good day, okay? Thank you, guys. You guys have a good day. Thank you. Take care. News and and traffic right now. We'll talk to Janet Kelly. She's the executive director of the Sanctuary of Hope on the other side. Inside my Pulse one-on-one, Danny Morrison Show, KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about. Stay there. Nighttime is the right time for Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. You are checking out the Danny Morrison Show, KBLA Talk 1580. What's that, Lloyd? Oh, smooth. That's Weezy on a... Oh, my goodness. That song is everything. I hadn't heard that in a long time. Thanks, Andy. Really? Then what year then, Queen? Yeah. 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 That's, that song is everything. Yeah. Oh, Four. I don't know. I don't know. I just took a. It's way up on that. Um, is it no? Like, give me a range. Am I? It's in the two thousands. That's for sure. It ain't okay, post two thousand ten. So he said I'm in the range. Oh four. I'm gonna say then maybe oh five. I'm gonna go oh seven. Six. Oh six. Whatever. 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 Thank you very much. Thank don't you. don't do that Please, for him. Don't do that for him, Andy. I'll be here all week. At you least know I'm gonna Wednesday. hear about this, Andy. Just give him one compliment, and then you know he can't stop. It ain't my fault. I'm genius. <laughs> Let's go to the post one on one. She offers more than two decades of a comp. Don't be laughing, Janet. I am genius. Don't you be laughing? Okay. More than two. <laughs> Even that she is, knows that's a joke. Thank you, is, Janet. That is now one of, that's the 11th <laughs> commandment that Danny Morrison is genius. Okay. More than two decades of accomplishments in the housing and the nonprofit sector. Beginning her career in fair housing, she developed a strong interest in housing issues and parlayed this interest into addressing housing issues, implementing community and economic develop, development initiatives. Ooh, that's a mouthful. And building affordable housing opportunities. Janet Kelly. 
Executive Director of the Sanctuary of Hope Inside My Pulse 101. Welcome her into the Danny Mello Show. Go! go! All right, I feel welcome. Woo-hoo. We appreciate you so, so much. How you doing out there today? I'm told you're in downtown L.A. as we speak, right? <laughs> yes, and I'm, I'm going to say this because I've been listening to you. I want to say that I'm feeling thankful for my family. I'm mm. feeling thankful that I have a roof over my head and a place to call home. I'm thankful for, my, for the people in my life and the relationships that I've made over the years. And I'm thankful that I have the resilience to overcome. I'm thankful. You know what, Andy? That's already the call of the day, and we just started, man. Give it to the mark. <laughs> Janet Kelly, call of the day, official. You go up on the board. We appreciate you. You know, I ask every All guest. Right. That, every, I ask every guest that comes inside the Pulse One One the same question. Got to ask you too. What is your 25th letter? Mm-hmm. What is your why? Why do you do what you do? Why do I do what I do is because I believe in the promise and and the potential of our young people. And I know that if they have a strong community, a resilient community, they are going to have that same strong resilience, too. And this month is Homeless Youth Emeritus Month. And if there's ever a why or any why, no young person in the United States should be homeless or housing insecure, or without a home um, at all. Uh, I totally agree with you. I've worked with uh, <laughs> our transient youth back in my hometown, as we called it, and I think there's a misconception with a lot of the youth out there. There's many people that believe that if you're young and you're homeless, it is voluntary. Can you speak to that, please? Do you agree with that or disagree? I disagree, because no young person chooses to be without a home. Either young people are fleeing from abuse and neglect or they're in household situations where the tension and the trauma is so thick that they either have to run away from home. But then there's also young people who find themselves in precarious situations, especially here in South L.A., where we have non-traditional households where they may have grown up with grandma or they may have grown up with another family member and that family member passes away and leaves them, you know, without some form of housing safety or puts them in a housing crisis. So, no, young people do not choose to be homeless, right? Young people do not choose to be in a housing crisis. And when you think about it in the context of their development, We're talking about young people that are between the ages of 16 and 25. So would you, I mean, can you really kind of surmise that young people would choose to be without a home? Right. Uh, Yeah, I agree. Um, And I think people also have a misconception on what homeless actually is. People, when they think homeless, they think someone sleeping in a cardboard box on the side of the freeway. But they don't understand. If you're couch surfing, you're also homeless. If you're sleeping on the streets or in a shelter, you're also homeless. Give them the entire spectrum, the entire breakdown on what being homeless actually is in Los Angeles. Yeah, it could be as simple. If you're exiting from the child welfare system and you have no place to go, you are homeless and without a home. And we don't use the word homeless so much when we talk about young people because they don't like identifying with that term because a lot of times people identify homeless as an identity instead of a situation, right? 
And so we often use the word either housing crisis or housing insecurity. And many young people fall into that by either exiting the child welfare system, exiting the juvenile justice system or any form of justice system, the loss of a loved one, um, not being able to have a living wage job or, or, or obtaining a job. You know, young people face far more challenges as it relates to employment because now they're competing with older populations for jobs that were their entry-level jobs, such as McDonald's, mm-hmm. the Target, you know, things that we often don't think about that were once, you know, entry-level jobs for young people where competition has become so great. Mm, that's exactly so, no, you, I, mean, I mean, someone in a housing crisis looks like a student that attends a community college or even a U.S. or U.C. or a uh, Cal State University. That's what, that's what it looks like, and it's not visible because they're hidden in plain sight. We are talking to Janet Kelly. She's the executive director of the Sanctuary of Hope. We haven't spoken on that beautiful, wonderful, wonderful organization that you work for. Tell us a little bit more about the Sanctuary of Hope. Great. So we are a youth development and human services organization. What we do is we provide crisis and stabilization services for young people between the ages of 16 and 25 who may find themselves in some form of crisis, whether it's a housing crisis, a basic needs crisis, uh, or economic crisis. Um, The population that walks through our doors is very diverse. I mean, we have youth that are from who have either been child welfare or justice impacted, housing or economic insecure, trafficking or domestic violence survivor, expectant and parenting youth. And I use the word expectant because a lot of people may not be familiar with the term because we don't use the word pregnant because we want to be inclusive of everyone who's in the birthing process, the dad, or if you're working with a transgender young person. But mainly a lot of young people who are too low income or just really, you know, making making ends meet or on the cusp of really, on the cusp of a a really huge um, housing crisis. Mm. When we come forward, uh, I was looking at the Greater Los Angeles Homeless Youth Count, and it showed that there's a reduction, 63% reduction of young people experiencing uh, street homelessness. I want to know what you attribute that to. Can I ask you that on the other side? <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Hold on, hold on. A lot of it can, has... can, can you answer oh. it when we come back? How about that? When we come forward? Oh, Gotcha. Janet Kelly, Executive Director of the Sanctuary of Hope, Inside My Post one-on-one, Danny Mo Show, KBLA Station. From Bakersfield to Los Angeles. From middays to nighttime. By George and Wheezy, Danny Morrison is moving on up at KBLA Talk 1580. Now back to more of the Danny Morrison Show on KBLA Talk 1580. Inside my post one on one at the moment, talking to Janet Kelly, executive director of the Sanctuary of Hope. Now, uh, as I asked a few minutes ago, the Greater Los Angeles Homeless Youth Count revealed a 63% reduction of young people experiencing street homelessness. What do you attribute the decrease in numbers to? Prevention. A lot of re- a lot of funding and resources came down from the federal state and local level centered around prevention to keep people housed and and it was 
the eviction moratorium. It was the uh, moratoriums with older foster youth exiting out of the child welfare system. All of those played a pivotal or key role in ensuring that young people did not fall into homelessness at high rates. Yeah, prevention services, uh, it says there, uh, financial assistance, education and employment support and mental well-being services were main drivers of impact. Yeah, it says right here, very well said. Uh, and it also says 41,000 mm-hmm. unaccompanied youth ages 13 to 25 experience homelessness. Will you please explain to me, 13 years old, that has got to be tragic every single time you see it. It, it is, and it's very tragic, and it's oftentimes you know, young people who are uh, fleeing abuse and neglect, or it's young people who may have gotten caught up into trafficking. Take me through the, the situation, because it also says his 62% of young people leave home to escape family violence, child abuse, or family breakdown. If a 13-year-old comes across you and they tell you that same story, mm-hmm. what is, the, what is the, the next move for you? Do you involve the authorities? Or do you keep them separate? Well, it, it really depends because, one, if a young person comes in, into us and they report abuse, of course, we're mandated reporters, so we have to report that. But sometimes, you know, young people, they do run away, and, they, and, and sometimes it's family conflict that can be resolved, right, because sometimes it could be a behavioral issue, and and, you know, one of the things, and I, I don't want to start nothing on here because I don't spank and I don't believe in spanking, but some people do. Mm. But, <laughs> um, you know, I mean, some young people, I mean, conflicts sometimes even arise around simple things such as spanking, right? Or, or there's not enough income coming into the household. And it, and it increases the stress in the household. And so... You know, sometimes it's addressing that need, right, whether it's, you know, a basic need or something that will relieve that stress so that the young person could come back home. Mm. Or maybe having a discussion with the parent about, you know, there's other ways if you get frustrated. Instead of spanking, especially at this age, let's talk about ways in which we can have healthy communication. Janet? So it's things like that. Yeah. Uh, hi, this is Robin. Uh, good to meet you. And thank you so hi, much Robin. for the work that you do. Um, I had oh, a, a question uh, regarding this type of thing. I had a situation. Well, it wasn't my situation, but I knew someone who I went to high school with. And not very long after we went to high school, uh, I was surprised to see him uh, on the side of the road with a sign asking for money. And um, but I knew him well when we were in school. So I pulled over. I I spoke to him. um, You know, I can tell he was a little embarrassed about the situation. But I asked if there was anything that I could do. Um, Was there any place that he could go? And he he turned down the offer of like getting to any safety or organization that could help him out. And he said, in his experience, you know, however long he had been there on the street, that he was, you know, he 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 chose to do it pretty much on his own, like, you know, fend for himself. And so I'm wondering how often you might come across or hear stories about um, someone who just chooses, whether young, older, who someone who's choosing to remain houseless and with no um, assistance, and then 
I am curious about that, if you've heard of any stories. But then on, on the other side, what would you suggest to any one of us who comes in contact with someone and we're trying to offer up some sort of help? Um, what is what 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 are the options, I guess, for us in that situation? In two minutes, Jan- Janet, I'm sorry. Great. Okay. So first, no, I haven't run into anyone who's chosen to be on the streets. But I do know that people have been on the streets a long time. And a decision, I will assure you, a decision will be made to leave the street, okay? Because I've seen it happen and it done. Mm-hmm. Um, and as it relates to coming in contact with someone, right, I think it's always important to always be present with the person, but also be present and have a resource. Always have a resource mm-hmm. to make a referral. Like for us, if it's a young person who's a runaway, the 1-800-RUNAWAY line right is a good resource because it's help it's they can help a young person connect or reconnect with family or get to a safe place um within a short period of time right Mm -hmm. because it's a national resource and it has those national connections or to connect with us sanctuary of hope and we could connect and determine what's the most appropriate action that will help a young person to become stable. Uh, give them all modes of communication with the Sanctuary of Hope. Give them the phone number, give them the socials, give them the website. Break it down. <laughs> all right. So the number to Sanctuary of Hope is 323-786-2413. The website is www.thesoh.org. And our social media is at Sanctuary of Hope LA, and that's where majority of the young people engage with us. Yeah, I'm quite sure. Instagram for sure, (laughs) I bet. Janet Kelly, I appreciate you, and don't forget that I am the 11th commandment. It's coming soon, okay? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) She laughed too hard at that. (laughs) You have yourself a blessed Thanksgiving, okay? Okay, thank you so much, and have a good one. Uh, You too. Be blessed. Bye-bye. You know, I'm surprised that she's never had one encounter with a teenager going, I'm cool. Mm. There has to be one or two. Right? Yeah, well, maybe by the time she is in contact with them, they are, um, they're ready. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, maybe the first time they have some hairs on their chest. I don't need you. I don't yeah. need my parents. I don't know. You know, see yeah. them that second or third time. Yeah. And, and it becoming harder and harder to mm-hmm. be out there, you know, by yourself in, in the different conditions and weather and you know maybe you didn't get receive as much money today as you did you know previous you know it it could be any anything you know um but yeah they are out there Mm -hmm. they are out there people who are choosing to stay that to stay you know houseless and on the streets for a, a number of reasons but that's why i'm always curious about what we can do um, that's why I'm always like, you know what? If I have anything on me, that's I'm me. just going to try to give kids I'm always try to give. Yeah. I'm yeah the same for one. sure. Definitely kids or p- women or men, just parents who are there with their kids. Mm-hmm. You know, that also tugs on my, my heartstrings. And I love what she said about just have some answers. Yeah. I know just some in gang, resources. Exactly. Gang prevention uh, specialists back in my hometown. And when they approach these gang members, they always go, what you going to do? Mm-hmm. If I leave this gang today, what you going to do for me? And they always say, if they ask that question, you better have an answer for them mm-hmm. because they're gonna. It takes all credibility away from you yeah. if you say, "I'm gonna take, get you out this gang, I'm gonna get you out this neighborhood, I'm gonna change your life," but you don't have the necessary answers they want to hear. Mm. They ain't trying to hear you from yeah. that point on. Yeah. So I bet it's the same way with that community as sure. well. 
Thank you, Janet Kelly. We appreciate you. When we come forward, the Raw Report will blaze up on the other side. Danny Morrison Show, KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Stay KBLA 1580 Santa Monica. You were checking out the Danny Morrison Show, who is perplexed right now. Uh, KBLA Talk 1580. I ain't going front. It's killing me right now. Who is that? Is it? Don't tell me yet. <laughs> is it? It sounds like Warren G, but it's not. Who is the cat that used to go, the freshest MC in the world? Oh, my God, it's coming. His voice is so familiar. Uh, West Coast MC, right? Is it? No, it can't be. You want a hint? Give me a hint. Brooklyn Nets. What? Brooklyn Nets. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. What to do with that? Give it to me. Think of a player on the Brooklyn Nets. Okay, Kevin Durant. What is his initials? KD. Bada bing. That was his name, KD? I wouldn't come up with that. No, I wouldn't come up with that either. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. I don't remember. KD, the freshest MC in the world. The Google. freshest okay. MC in the world. He used to do that all the time. Man, I ain't heard that in a while. Wow. <laughs> I'll tell you what y'all ain't heard in a while. About 24 hours. <laughs> a raw report. Come on, let's jump into it. Let's go. Come on. It's the queen of royal badness. Badness. It's time for the raw report with Robin A. Highlighting people and things you should know about. From entrepreneurs and entertainers to money and meditation. Robin's got you covered. Get out of here. Follow Robin at Robin Ayers. You're listening to The Raw Report on The Danny Morrison Show on KBLA Talk 1580. Robin's got a lot to talk about. I do have a lot to talk about. Um, we're going to start off with some not, it's not necessarily uh, bad news, but uh, Danny. That's my hero. No. <laughs> Listen, um, we have to send some love to comedian actor Sinbad. Yes. He is, uh, there's a picture of him going viral on the internet right now. Um, he suffered a stroke uh, in 2020. I don't know if a lot of people knew that. I remember when that happened and then all throughout this time, his family has been sending updates and, you know, telling about telling us about his progress. But uh, they recently, his kids uploaded another picture with him. It's a black and white photo. I'm sure you can see it even if you Google it. Um, and he is like learning to walk again. So he's walking in this uh, photo with, you know, the help of a of a walker and an aide assistant. Um, she's helping him out. And um, the family has put up a, a, a link to help him out financially as well as follow the uh, progress of what's going on with Sinbad. So him, you know, we are sending love to him. We are still sending love to um, the R&B crooner of the, what was he, the 80s, probably 80s, 90s. Definitely. I'll uh, be sure who had also um, had some some health challenges, some serious health challenges. He he under he underwent like some serious like surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, they were saying he was like dead on the table at one yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's coming back now and um, recovering as well. So sending love to both. Uh, I'll be sure as well as Sinbad. But I wanted to play this clip from Sinbad that was probably about ten years ago or so. Which ironically, he's talking about having a stroke. But I think the 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 subject matter is really the how he delivers it is really funny because that's what he does, right? So uh, let's get into this clip real quick from Sinbad, and uh, you can kind of see for yourself. The older you get, the less people you need in your life. You don't need a, ain't nobody got a hundred friends. My face and Facebook. Nobody got a hundred friends. Two. You just need two people to check on you if they ain't seen you to see if you had a stroke. They come to your house and look through the window. 
That's all you need is two people to call 911. That's all you need. See, when you're young and somebody shows up at your house unexpected, man, what's up? Oh, man, what are you doing? When you're 50 years old and the doorbell ring at 6 o'clock, bing bong, who the hell? <laughs> it's 6.30. <laughs> who the hell comes to somebody's house at 6.30? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, we're in the neighborhood. We'll drive around look at it. <laughs> we're about to go to sleep. <laughs> How true is that, though? When you when you get older, you're like, I don't, I don't want nobody coming to my house. It is a surprise mm. when people come over to my house. Unannounced is a no-no. I don't care what time, Come on. who it is. Mm. I don't like surprises like that. Mm. I don't like. I don't do surprises very well. So that's just me and you know how I roll. But I think he's right. You know, when I was younger, I didn't mind a lot of company and all that stuff. But these days, it's just kind of like you know, I'm about to go to sleep. I'd rather yeah. sleep, right? Um, so yeah, we are definitely sending love to um, Sinbad and pray that he gets a lot better a lot faster. I think that uh, remember we were talking about Hammer. I think it was last week. Yeah. We're talking about Hammer. Sinbad's another one of them cats that we got to give credit to. They kind of broke the mold for comedic actors early yeah. on. You know, he was on what he was on a different world and a different world. He had his own show, the Sinbad Show. Um, he, I mean, he, he his, hosted his, Vibe for a little while. Remember that yeah. Vibe talk show that they had? Remember? Yeah. The IMDb for Sinbad it goes very, very long. So, um, you know, he's he's opened the 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 gates for I think a lot of people, which is why his photo is going viral because so many comedians and actors are reposting it, just giving him his love, and a lot of people are donating as well. Mm. So I like to see that. So can I ask you a question? He's 66 years old, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The average age, the lifespan of an African-American male in 2022, correct me if I'm wrong, is 72. If he passed away, knock on wood, mm-hmm. hope he doesn't, did he live a long, full life? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I guess that would be uh, hit his call I mean I it looks like he has from afar you know it looks like he's traveled the world he's done a lot of you know the things that he's wanted to experience having kids he's you know you know had TV shows very successful things on on you know on the on the air and all of that stuff Um, but only he's to say if he's accomplished all of the things that he wanted to accomplish um, which not many people that I know accomplish all the things on their list. But, you know, from the looks of it, he's he's achieved a lot. So, um, hopefully. I only ask that because uh, how old was Queen Elizabeth when she passed away recently? She was she was 100 years old, right? Yeah, she was. She was if not there. close to it, right? Close, close to it. Nine, I think she was just shy of 90. I don't know. It, yeah, was, it was up there. Trevor Noah's got this new Netflix special I was watching last night. And he was talking about her. And, and he was, like, laughing when she finally passed away. And they were like, what are you doing laughing? And he's like, uh, first of all, she died of old age. Mm. Shouldn't that be celebratory? Mm. That someone mm-hmm. lives an entire lifespan? Mm-hmm. Now, 66 is way too young for anyone to pass away. But I would think that we should be more celebratory when it comes to when our grandparents pass away. Because mm-hmm. If they make 80... Yeah. 90 yeah there's there's a two-part two-part thing there there is obviously the the grieving process you know you're you're crying and all of that stuff because you'll miss them for sure and and think about the fact if how however old they are means that much more time that they spent with someone to get used to that that Mm. person in their in your life so it's grieving that whole process you know um but then, of course, I do think there's a celebratory uh, part in that, that, you know, whatever they passed away from, whatever, if it's ailments, then they're no longer suffering. It's like, you know, they're in peace wherever they are. So um, I, I do think it's a two-part process. Well said. Yeah. Um, 
I want to go ahead and get to this um, this thing that pretty much shocked me, but I think we're going to do it on the other side, um, just because I want to give it I want to give it its time, and I want to um, commend this guy Lawrence Fishburne, who I love so much, uh, actor Lawrence Fishburne. You know him from everything, right? Yeah. But um, we're going to get into some of the things that he has admitted to and how he has gotten better from that. Uh, on the other side, you're still inside the Raw Report, and it's KBLA Talk 1580. Stay right there. From Bakersfield to Los Angeles. By George and Weezy, Danny Morrison is moving on up at KBLA Talk 1580. Real talk, real time, the gospel truth. You're listening to the Danny Morrison Show on KBLA Talk 1580. You're inside the Rob Report. <laughs> Was that tasty? <laughs> I was sitting there drinking my, uh, I'm drinking apple juice today. This is uh-uh. C4 in this game. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, my real Explosive. Exactly. It that is. thing is explosive. No doubt. <laughs> so what else is going on inside the Raw Report? Today? So still inside the Raw Report, um, we have to talk about this because I, I have to say that I was surprised, number one, to hear about Lawrence Fishburne in a new interview that he had um, where he admitted to his physical abuse um, with his first wife. Um, but how he kind of got through that moment. And the reason I'm, I'm, I'm happy to play this is not because of what he did. It's how he got through it. And I think it's important for other people to know that, um, that they can get through it as well. If, if anybody is dealing with any sort of abuse physically, mentally, or anything, they can learn from someone like Lawrence Fishburne, who is just such an iconic actor in our, in our Mm -hmm. culture at this time. So let's play this, uh, this clip. You can kind of hear for yourself and, you know, see if you feel the, the same way that I do. Based off Tina's biography, you know, you're in the middle of that, too. So how do you emotionally handle the fact that you are playing somebody who is an abuser? You know, um, having had some experience with that as a young man, I did a lot of counseling. You know, I found a great African-American therapist who helped me deal with my anger issues because I had been physical with my first wife. I got married when I was 23 years old. My first wife was 21 and our relationship was very volatile. And I was physically abusive with my first wife to my regret and to my shame. Um, and because of that, I had to go and look for some help. I had to find a therapist and I worked with this man for four or five years on all of those issues. So. I was very familiar with the territory and with the emotional landscape of what, you know, brings a person to that place where they feel the need to be abusive to their partner. Um, and so, you know, that's another reason why, you know, I said to the director, like, we can only do this a limited amount of time. This is not emotional territory that I want to be swimming in all day. I don't want Angela swimming in it all day. I don't want people on set having to deal with that kind of, you know, volatile, emotional kind of stuff all day while we're trying to make a film. Mm. Well, he is talking about um, what's love got to do with it, as as you can recall, um, when he and Angela uh, Bassett were playing in the in the film. He played Ike Turner, who we all sort of know, you know, from the outside. They were very public about um, abuse that was happening within the relationship. And he talked about being very familiar with that space. So he told the director that he doesn't want to film hours upon hours, you know, of being abusive and just in that mental headspace because he's familiar with 
with it. But I, you know, again, it's a sensitive spot for me. You know, um, physical abuse, any sort of domestic abuse is very sensitive to me. So um, this story intrigued me because of his ability to recognize it. With He was very young. We're talking nearly 40 years ago. Um, recognize it, get help for it. Right. And so to me, that was the most important thing. And I hope that because he is um, Lawrence Fishburne, well known that by him speaking about it, that he will um, help someone else. I hope that everyone gives him grace for his honesty and for most importantly, going to seek help for knowing that he has a problem. You and I talked about self-awareness yesterday Mm -hmm. and that is being self-aware going, I got to go talk to somebody. I got some issues, man. Absolutely. It reminds me of... uh, Matt Damon, I think it was last year. Did you see when he came out? He had been using the F word, a homophobic, a homophobic mm-hmm. slur, mm-hmm. up until like a few months before that. Mm-hmm. And his daughter checked him and said, why are you still using that word? Mm-hmm. And he said it was a moment for him. And he was like, why am I still using that word? Mm-hmm. But I think when someone comes out public and admits that they have a problem, and I know those are not the same thing by any stretch of the imagination, yeah. but I think self-awareness is very important and we should you know, hold them in high regard when they can actually admit that they they have a problem and they're trying to change. Yeah, I agree. So uh, definitely shout out to Lawrence Fishburne. I'm sure he doesn't have that issue anymore. And again, hopefully it will help someone else go and get help, some counseling therapy to get over that uh, as well. Quick, quick question, quick question. Okay. You and I talked about who's black famous before, right? Mm. People like, uh, you know, uh, who do we say? We named a couple. I I wouldn't even be able to tell you. Morris Chestnut is black famous. Yeah. Lawrence Fishburne used to be. Yeah, he's no longer black famous. No, he's beyond. Just famous. He's famous. Okay. He is famous. So you agree? He's a lister. You think he's an A lister? Lawrence Fishburne is an A lister. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Don't don't disagree with me here. I didn't disagree. Right. I just asked a question. You're looking so kind of side-eyed. Um, let me tell you <laughs> who else is getting the side-eye right now. Oh, my goodness. Balenciaga is back in the news wow. once again because, I mean, they've been in the news so much and not for the great reasons. Listen, Balenciaga, I'm sure you're familiar with it. They are just a high-end luxury brand. Um, and now, once again, they are offending people. And this is like shame on them. Tucker Carlson, I first heard about it from Tucker Carlson, but, you know, black Twitter is ripping Balenciaga apart. (laughs) As they should. As they should. Um, They recently dropped um, a campaign that that shows children. This is really uncomfortable. I can't believe it. Yeah, it's it's basically showing children on their website as well as their um, Instagram page holding teddy bears in what appears to be a BDSM themed photo shoot. And I don't know if you're familiar with BDSM, but it stands for bondage, discipline, sadism, and masochism. masochism yeah. And but sometimes Not that the I know. D, yeah, sometimes the D and the S stands for dominance and submission. But it's that bondage thing, and it is um, it is really, really, it's hit home with a lot of people. Uh, people are just, you know, so grossed out by it because they're using children. Of course, once they received all the backlash, they, of course, uh, took all the pictures down. But it, it went a little bit further, and I'm going to play this from Tucker Carlson so that you can hear why he is completely saying that it's it's um, child pornography or kitty pornography. So let's listen to uh, what Tucker Carlson has to say and see if you agree with it. Clothing brand Balenciaga. This was just uploaded on Instagram. As you can see, the photo shoot they're using to sell their products features a young girl holding a teddy bear in a bondage outfit. 
Then, in case you missed the point, the photo shoot also contains this image. It shows several documents. Most of them aren't visible, but what you can see when you zoom in, and of course the point is that you see it, is a reference to a U.S. Supreme Court case called Ashcroft versus Free Speech Coalition. That case struck down a law against kiddie porn. What is this? Well, it is what it appears to be. It's an endorsement of kiddie porn, mm. of child pornography. What else could it be? We wanted to know. So we reached out today to Balenciaga to get their explanation, and they didn't respond. I'm quite sure. So we're going to have to take that on face value and ask, where's the moral outrage? We have an entire industry uh, in this country comprised of moral outrage merchants. If you've ever been on... Consider he is making a great point. I hate to say it. And I, I know it's Tucker Carlson. Yeah. He, you know, I, I get it. So um, it's the message and not the messenger in this case. But the point that he's making is actually really good. Literally any brand that has offended the black community, mm. think about from H&M to um, Gucci to, I mean, there are tons of different um, clothing lines and brands, big brands out there that have offended us. The moment that they do something that, that we think is completely outrageous, we are in an uproar. Mm -hmm. We go at them. We, you know, and I don't know that it's very effective. It's I'll not say. because we, we never go, stick with it. Yep. We always go right back around and start buying from them all over again. First of all, I got to say, I don't buy luxury brands like that. No Gucci. I don't buy Gucci. I don't buy Louis Vuitton. I do not buy no Balenciaga. Balenciaga. I don't buy any. I don't have anything of theirs. Good um, for you. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's never been my thing. I have some coach items that have been gifted to me by my husband, but like, uh, you know, there are, it's probably going to be a gift if, it's not that I'm completely against it. It's just not necessarily my thing. I believe that if you gave me $1,000 right now, I'm like, let me go see what all I can get for $1,000. Yeah, not yeah. that one thing I can get from Balenciaga. But if I gave you a Gucci bag, you rock it? Oh, I'm rocking it. Okay. If you give me anything, I mean, if it's a gift. Okay. I'm going to gift what it's given. Now I'm just playing. Um, I'm <laughs> I'm probably going to rock it, but I don't know that I'm going to give. But you just won't spend your own money. I'm not going to spend my money on these luxury brands. Um, But he he's making a point that, you know, when it comes to us, we are, don't you agree with that? Haven't you seen us be outraged online? Uh, We're fake. We're shysters. Dang. We are. Dang. Give me a break. How long did that Gucci boycott last that we had a few years ago? I know. And now they're talking about boycotting Adidas. How long is that going to last? About 20 seconds. Mm -hmm. We ain't Same serious. Same thing happened with H&M, which is not necessarily a high-end luxury brand at all, actually. But they had the um, that photo shoot of the little boy, the black boy, mm -hmm. who had the monkey. What was it? Monkey? Coolest monkey in the coolest jungle. Coolest monkey in the jungle. Thank you. And we were outraged because, like, what are you trying to say? For about 20 minutes. For about 20 minutes. And then I think there was a, a graphic artist who um, he sort of turned it around. He put a he put a crown on the little boy. Um, you know, it turned into something cool. I mean, because that's what we do. We make lemonade out of lemons. I mean, as as a culture, that's who we are. Right. I but I want them to I wanted to hit them in the pockets. I heard it straight from the horse's mouth from a police officer back in my hometown. What did he say? It was during the whole Black Lives Matter movement when it was really at the apex, right? Mm -hmm. And he said, the police departments around this country believe we will be upset for a short amount of time and then move on. Mm. We might just be burning hot right now. Give it a couple weeks. It'll cool down. And it happens every single time. Unfortunately, I think that is. We never true. stick with it.
Yeah. And we are always uh, the the people that could really change the culture in this country. Yeah, we have such a, a buying power in our community. I don't know the number right now, but I know it's like trillion, like we're in the trillions of dollars. Just the black community, we spend so much money. And that is truly where we can be effective. You know, not always our voices are being heard. We can't we use our voices, but they're not always being heard. But our dollars are certainly felt. So if we chose to kind of come together and stop stop buying these luxury brands or there are some black designers, by the way, who are creating great, great luxury products that Mm -hmm. we should be supporting and not necessarily these people who think that they can get away with these um you know, ads like this and campaigns like this, you know, so. And for the record, I haven't said it nauseated me seeing those pictures. Yeah, it's terrible. You don't have somebody in the room that goes, this is a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. They took them down immediately. It's like. Yeah, it's it's bad. Again, if quality you, control. If you, there is none, unfortunately. If you want to see these pictures, I'm sure they're on Google. I'm not reposting. That's just not what I do. Um, but on the other side, after news and traffic, we are going to have our question of the day. I'm so excited about that. It's not relationship based, but it's a it's a good one, I think, with Regine Carter uh, on the other side. It's KBLA Talk 1580. Stay right there. Nighttime is the right time for Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk. 1580. You are checking out the Tandy Morrison Show on KBLA Talk 1580. You are inside the Rob Report. By the way, real quick note. Did you guys see what Ice Cube said about Weezy? No. He said Lil Wayne is the greatest rapper of all time. Hmm. And he said no one could go up against him in a versus. Hmm. Ice Cube said that. <laughs> Lil Wayne, though, is... is Ice Cube said that, though? Lil Wayne is up there, but... but that's not surprising yeah. coming from Cube. Well, I don't know. I like Lil Wayne. You think he's the greatest of all time? He's no, he's that. not the greatest of all time. You're not even top 10. No, he's... Wayne is up there, though. Top 15? <laughs> okay. You got him top 10? Maybe top 10. Maybe he's in that 10. Mm-hmm. Maybe we will discuss that tomorrow. Mm. So what's we'll going see. on? What's going on? Let's get back inside this raw report with the daughter of said rapper who's, who Cube says is the greatest of all time, uh, Regina Carter, who is the daughter of Lil Wayne. She says something and it, and it took me by surprise because I, I wondered, can you take this kind of advice from Regina Carter? Now, she is, of course, her mom and her dad. Her dad is obviously Lil Wayne is uber successful, multimillionaire. Uh, he's a global artist. Her mom, though, not to be slept on. She's a businesswoman as well. She's uh, also, you know, reality star. She's got her own fame and her own right. So let's just let's just leave it to say that Regina is probably set up pretty well. She's doing okay, right? Mm-hmm. But she went on um, Instagram and wrote a she she reposted a story in her IG stories, her Instagram stories, giving some advice. And I want to know what you what you what you think about this because I know what I thought about it. I just want to hear what you have to say. Women should be financially independent. It doesn't matter who your father is. It doesn't matter who your husband is going to be. It doesn't matter who your brother is. It doesn't matter who the man in your life is. Yes, you Lord. need to be responsible for your finances and be financially independent. Women should... Yes, Jesus. She said women should be financially independent. Now, here's the thing. I agree with it. But can we take that coming from Regina Carter? She posted. She says, I want to ask my generation to study this. Stop depending on men so much. Be your own boss so you won't have to ever feel like you need to want from anybody. 
This is what Regine Carter, the daughter of Lil Wayne, super successful, super rich. This is what she's saying. She says she's telling the generation to stop depending on men so much. Right. Regine. Okay, so the question of the day is can silver we. Silver spoon in mouth, Regine. Born with silver spoon in mouth. Can we take that advice? I mean, it's it's genuine, you know, good, valid advice, right? But can we take that from her given her situation? Danny Morrison. This reminds me of Dame Dash. Does it? I Because I have another thing that it reminds me of, and I'll tell mine in a second. Do you remember a couple years ago, a video went viral when he was saying, this is how you make it. You got to work hard, and you got to be your own boss, and boom, 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 and people going, didn't you build Rockefeller off drug money? That's mm. all you saw in the thread. Didn't you sell drugs to build that entire label? Mm. And if you have a 400-pound doctor, can you listen to somebody that's not practicing what they preach? Mm. It's kind of the same way with Regine. Is that her name? Regine. You're not practicing what you preach either. That was my question because do you remember recently when Kim Kardashian went viral? She's always going viral, but this one obviously was everybody was tearing her down because she did an interview. Her, her sisters, and her mom did an interview where they said, do you have any advice for business women? (laughs) And Kim Kardashian said, get your A up and work, right? And then she was like, women these days don't want to work. And it's like, this is coming from Kim Kardashian, who, by the way, I actually like Kim Kardashian. I like what she's done with her life. I love the fact that she has she's changed sort of the 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 what we think is the paradigm shift in her own life. She has a, a completely different trajectory than she once had. She all, all she wanted to do in years prior was be a star. She wanted to be a superstar. She has um, accomplished that in space. She did. She did. And she came on the scenes really when she came on the scenes was through a sex tape with Ray J. And that was where her big fame came from. Immediately from there, they started the reality show. She did have a little bit of like... It wasn't fame. She had a little bit of popularity, I'll say, with her best friend Paris Hilton mm-hmm. from the you know from years before that. But when she really came on the scene was with Ray J and then her reality show. So people were tearing her down, Kim Kardashian, because they're like, "How can you talk?" And not only that, your dad was um, very yeah. successful, uh, Robert Kardashian uh, attorney to O.J. Simpson, and all of that. So. Going back to this Regine thing, it kind of reminds me of the same thing. How can you give advice of, you know, telling ladies of your generation, stand on your own two feet. Don't take money from men. You know, be financially um, uh, independent when you are probably getting money from your dad. Let me try to play contrarian a little bit. I would love that. Let me see see if I can see it from their angle. Could one make the case that selling drugs to start a label... (laughs) Uh Putting out a sex tape to boost your brand Mm -hmm. is also considered working hard. No. They can't make that case? No. Now, well, those two are a little different. Um, The... First of all, not condoning selling drugs. Let's be clear. (laughs) Not at all. But I don't know what he... First of all, I don't know if that's true. I don't know if if they took drug money and built Rockefeller. I don't know. I don't know. I think that they had business partners. <laughs> no, they had big business partners. They had um well, they had, the they had um uh Burke, what's his name? Um big 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 you know. Mm-hmm. 
Burke, they had business partners as well. I mean, I'm not saying that they didn't put in on it, but we can't just be like, oh, that's all drug money because I think they actually had legitimate business partners and people that they worked with. Okay. Um, with, with that being said, even if it were drug money, I don't know what went behind you building up your, what went into the work that you put in to, to sell drugs. That's a little bit different couldn't than... Couldn't Kim do the same thing? I don't think so. Why couldn't Kim say, yeah, my dad was Rob Kardashian. Yeah, he was O.J. Simpson's lawyer. We were already multi-millionaires prior to the sex tape. Mm-hmm. I was going to do this regardless. Why couldn't she say that? No, because that you can't, you, can't, you can't lean on that. You have to have done something, which she has done. I think that she has worked. I think that I thought that it was a little unfair how people came at her. They're saying all you're known for was this sex tape, and they're reducing her to that tape. Mm. I don't reduce her to that. We've seen the work that she's put in over the years. That's that's the beautiful part about having a reality show, really. When you think about it, you're like, we get to see a large part of your life. Maybe not everything, but we get to see the work that you're putting in time and time again. They work hard, and they have a great mom as a manager. So I never said, you know, that that's not true or that we can't base, you know— um, the, we can't say that your advice doesn't apply because of the sex tape. I think that when she said it, first of all, the way she said it. It was the way that she said it. Whew, that tone was a little off. I think she's basing it on the women that she has hired the last few years. She's saying that these young girls that she brings in don't want to work. I think that's what she was trying to say. I don't think so. I don't think she was talking about the people she's hired because the people she's hired are people who deserve the job and who are going to work like them mm-hmm. i just I, I i just know that so um i'm trying i think she said <laughs> listen i'm trying with you I, again i didn't i don't want to you know you know lash out at her like she has gotten but she did clarify later on and just saying that she just she just believes that women should work and she has her her sisters and her mom they've all put in, put in a lot of work to achieve this billionaire status that they have so. is she a billionaire if chris jenner is not here I don't think so. You think that is the architect of this entire thing? Absolutely. At least the founding. She was the, the she was the foundation of Kim, you know, setting up all these these business deals, negotiating the business deals. The the reason that Kim is so well known is not just from that tape, but she had gone on to um, make her name great and, and collaborate with different businesses and stuff like that. So definitely, if not for Kris Jenner, mm. um, her mom, she wouldn't have achieved the status, I believe. And according to Ray J, that sex tape probably never I'm gave- still going to try to get, I'm still going to try to land this interview with Ray because, I mean, I don't know if he's talking about it quite yet. Isn't but that what he said? He did. He went on a whole rant on... on he had receipts. He has some receipts. This is why I want to talk to him. I want to know what's, what's real and, you know, what's not. And bring your lawyer with you so i don't know and we ain't trying to get nobody caught up here uh when we come forward i do have the motivational moment of the day and it's one of my favorites and you know what danny it is going to be um about relationships okay so that's coming from michelle obama on On the other side is kvla talk 1580 we got a lot to talk about from bakersfield to los angeles by george and wheezy danny morrison is moving on up at kvla talk 1580 Now back to more of the Danny Morrison Show on KBLA Talk 1580. You're also sitting smack dab inside the Rob Report. It is motivational moment time. It is motivational moment time. Talking about one of my favorite things of all time with one of my favorite people of all times. Um, Michelle Obama, she dropped some really great nuggets regarding marriage and her marriage, as a matter of fact. So let's go ahead and take a listen to 
marriage, if I were to judge it in year five or year 10, there was never 50-50. And so, yeah, there were times when I felt like I was 70% in and he was doing 30% um, because of the choices that I made in the terms of how I wanted our family to look. I had to take my foot off of my career gas pedal, uh, never putting on the brake, but slowing up a little bit. Um, Those are the natural compromises that are required. And I feel bad when I see young people giving up on their relationships mm-hmm. because there's there are periods of hard. So I think it's important for us to be honest in those conversations, not to glamorize what a partnership feels like, mm. because then uh, young people quit too soon. If I look over my marriage, if I... Is that not a word? It's a nugget right there. She's saying the very thing that I believe, the, th- the thing that I've been saying, I can't stand to look at social media where people are glamorizing with what they believe to be relationship goals, mm-hmm. right? People are going on these um, vacations with Bay, you know what I mean? <laughs> and they are, they look good. They're all fit and, you know, they, they, they're wearing these swimsuits and the sky is blue and but they photoshopped the picture you right. know they made up they made the colors more vibrant just to make it look like the perfect picture and my my barometer is like number 1 how long have you been together come on right um number 2 what have you been through that you came back from come on to me if you can tell me that you've been through the mud that you have hit walls, that you've broken up a couple of times, that you have been on the verge of divorce a couple of times, and you made your way back to being in love with this person, to me... That is relationship that goals. That is relationship goals, because I'm not looking up the at the beauty of your relationship. And to be honest with you, this is a, an honest moment. When, when I first got married um, in 2005... We were on Facebook and sending messages to each other online so you can see it public. You know, Mm -hmm. it was public display and it wasn't for anything. It wasn't to put on, you know, anything. It was literally like, oh, I'm thinking about you. I'm just going to send you a little message on Facebook. Right. And we started to receive those people who were like, oh, y'all are relationship goals. Look at them. Look at the billionaires. You know, like it was this whole thing. Right. That's what we coined ourselves. Our 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 hashtag, our name is billionaires. Right. Mm-hmm. So everybody look at the billionaires coming in. And, and then, you know, at first it was it was nice. But then I believe that people started to look so deeply into our relationship as though or they're, they're not even looking deeply. They're looking at it on the surface level as though it's relationship goals. Mm. Not knowing what we go through at home. Not knowing, like, the things that we've dealt with that we, you know, that we work our way through. And I'm like, I never wanted, earlier on, we were only married, like, five years at the time. And I'm like, I don't want people looking at us. We ain't even been married long enough for us to be relationship goals. So I, I kind of pulled back on that. I stopped mm. doing that. I'm like, because I don't want it to be viewed that that type of way. Now, mm. if you know us in person, you know we are a really dope family. Mm. We truly are a dope family. Like, right. it's solid, right? But I don't want to portray that online. So I have a problem with when people do that online. Is it wrong for us to want to look to you for some sort of motivation? Because, you know, most marriages end in divorce. Mm-hmm. I think it's 53% at this yes, point. Yes, it's pretty high. So what's wrong with us looking to you saying, you know what, we want what you have? I don't think anything is wrong with it, especially now, because 
because of the way I present my my marriage. I hardly ever post about us, but um, if I do, like I posted the um, the picture of us at uh, Ariva Martin's event Fire. the other day, which was yeah, it was it was great. Um, and that was that was fantastic, right? But at the same time, that was a reality. We actually went. We actually looked like that. I did not Photoshop anything. Like the camera was really hitting real good. You know, <laughs> no lighting filters, was right. No filters. And we didn't do any of that um, because I wanted to be real and, and just what it is. Um, I think we have, you know, it's, it's going on 18 years. You know, wow. I feel like we have kind of. Now there is something that we can start talking about. Now it's like, okay, because we've been through some things mm-hmm. and now and we've come back. And so in my opinion, my little humble opinion, yeah, maybe maybe I could post and have people say we want what you have. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I just don't like to present it. It still has like a negative connotation in my mind. Okay. Does is Obama is Michelle Obama correct when she says it's not 50-50? It fluctuates. It does fluctuate. Well, was there a time when you were you guys were 70-30? In oh, either of your favor? 90% of our relationship. Let me tell you something. He <laughs> is the man. <laughs> Robbie is the man. He's he's always been the go-getter. Um, he has been um, the one holding it down. The household down. The finances down. That type of thing. Whereas I am the, the mom. Like, we had twins. Okay? Let's not sleep on that. Woo. We had twins. And then my kids got into the business. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be a, a, a manager. Like a mom momager type of thing. And so we had to do this whole fluctuating thing, like who's going to do what? And it's been the the majority of our relationship. Mm. Now I'm working at night times. You know, he's like, so what are we doing here? And it always has these these moments, um, these ebbs and flows, if you will. Right. So, um, yeah, I agree with her that sometimes you got to pump the brakes a little bit because he does a lot of things. Mm. He's he, he's a career uh, corporate guy, but he does a lot of things entrepreneurial um, as well. Mm. So sometimes it's like, all right, let me take a step back. Like, I know she's doing a lot of things right now because I'm in my entrepreneurial bag, you know. Mm-hmm. So it does take that. And I appreciated Michelle Obama for this moment of her just being transparent, saying, listen, I know we, we're that couple that people look to. We were the uh, first, you know, couple uh, or what do you call them? The first. They're the first black first, uh, royal family. I guess so. And I think they'll always be for us, no matter if they're in, in the office or not. But uh, I appreciated her honesty because that was that was probably the epitome of relationship goals, the way she described it to me. Well said. In conclusion, I want to thank you as a black woman saying for your black man that he is the man. Yeah, he is. And a lot of that going on in 2022. Yeah. Some women, are, you know, I ain't got to submit to my man. I mean, we 50-50. He oh, no, watch. I'm submitting. I'm submitting. <laughs> no, he's the, he's honestly the man. Thank he's you done for a saying great that. job of like holding it down as a as the the head of the family, as a father. Like he holds it down. So I I sort of mark him as like probably the 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 outline of like to me the the way to do it for a lot of black men. A lot of men period, I'll mm. say. You do have to have a good man in order to submit to your husband, too, though. Some cats just because just they pee standing up. That's what feel. I'm saying. Yeah, no, 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 no. Because I consider myself that chick as well. So, like, Come if I, I'm just saying, like, you know, if I'm going to be that chick, I need somebody who's really, really doing it way more than I am. Someone who I can look to and be inspired by and want to follow, you know. So, he's definitely that man, so... Mm. Shout out to Michelle Obama and uh, our our forever president, uh, Barack Obama. Forever, ever, forever, ever, ever.
Mm. So I appreciate uh, you taking a listen to my motivational moment. Really Danny fantastic. The, the whole Raw Report was fire. Thank you, sir. News and traffic right now. When we come forward, we'll play some upon further review clips. Well, maybe we'll go to Sean because uh, he wants to talk about what he's thankful for as we oh. inch towards Thanksgiving. Okay. Danny Mo Show, KBLA, stay there. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica. We will be back tomorrow, 4 p.m. to 7 p.m., but we will all be live and in color come come Monday at our regular time slots. We're getting ready for Thanksgiving. Are you ready for Thanksgiving? Are you just going to get your meal on, or are you going to be like, picky choosy? I can have that, but I can't have that. I'm going to have that. I can't. What are you going to do? I'm grubbing. All out? I'm going all out. Dessert and all? Yeah. Now, I got back in the gym two days ago, all right? Did two you? days. You didn't tell me that. Yeah, I, I, I fell off, okay? I fell off around my birthday. Okay. Just being real. It's all Because it happens. And then I spent like a month or so away, and I'm like, ugh. You know how you could feel it? Mm-hmm. You've been working out. you good. You see the results starting to come, and then you fall off, and you can feel it. You can see it. And I'm like, okay, I got to get back in. So, I, I, I've, you know, a couple of days I've been hitting the gym again. And um, so I'm like, you know what? Thanksgiving is a time. I'm cooking all this different food. So, mm-hmm. you know, why not enjoy it myself? I'll give myself the day and then, you know, get back to my, my, my nice diet after. Do you usually gain weight around the holiday season? Uh, I'm pretty consistent. I'm, I'm a pretty consistent girl. Like, you know, I, I, I do fluctuate in my weight, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, for the most part, I'm not going to gain too much just off of, like, Thanksgiving food. That's not going to happen. American average, 8 to 10 pounds. To gain during the gain holidays? Gain during the holidays. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm also, like, I'll even though I'll eat um, that one day, the you know, the following days, I think, is what's making people, oh, um, yeah. you know, put on so much more weight. It's not that particular day but afterwards you continue to eat all of this food and i don't i don't do that necessarily so you're not a leftovers person because we do leftovers but i don't i don't go overboard on my leftovers mine is the desserts mm. like the meal itself i'm pretty good but you know what you, you got sweet potato pie sitting over there because you know when it's chilled in the refrigerator mm-hmm. and somebody got some ice cream you might even have some whipped cream oh my god it's over so you're a sweets person definitely you're not a bread person yeah, i don't eat a lot of bread at all I'm the opposite. I love me some tortillas with my breakfast, though. Not going to lie. <laughs> tortillas. You know, you should do the spinach tortillas. I've never had those. They're good. They'll make me poop, I think. No, no. They're good. By the way, speaking of poop, I'm about to do a cleanse. Have you ever done one? I've done I've done one before. They are amazing. They're really, really amazing. I've done a 30-day cleanse before, um, That, but it does all of the, like, your organs and your blood and, mm. you know, like all of those inner, you know, organs and things like that that need to be paid attention to. Facts. So um, while you're on the, the cleanse that I've done, you eat raw food, nothing but raw food. I've never heard that before. You know yeah. the name of it? I, that's great. Yes. Um, and... I, the the guy, his name is A.D. Dolphin, but I forgot the name of the cleanse. And um, it's very popular. He he works with um, Steve Harvey a lot. Like, they have this whole sort of, like, collaborative thing that they do. Uh, mm-hmm. He's on his show, Steve's show a lot. And um, the cleanse is fantastic. Again, you take a lot of pills per day, but each pill that you take is really sort of cleansing all the different organs in your, in your body. But you only eat raw food. So that comes... So initially, I thought... 
I had to do nothing but vegetables and fruits and salads and things. And after a few days of that, I got like sick. I'm like, I want something else, you know, but I found a restaurant. Um, it's, it's in the Valley. It's near universal studios actually. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's a, a a restaurant that does all raw food, but when I tell you they make enchiladas, tacos, um, with raw food, with raw food, and it is amazing. So the the sour cream might be like made from almond milk or something, and somehow the way that they prepare it is oh, wow. is meant to be you know um, like sour cream. The way that they prepare everything, it's literally like nothing is is hot food. Like you you don't cook the food. So, but you taste it, and it tastes like tacos, or it tastes like enchiladas, or whatever. You so, have to give me the name of that place. It's really, I think it's Soul. It's so, I'll find the name of it, but it's really great. So once I found that, I was like, okay, now I get a variety of food where I can still eat uh, raw. You know, so it was pretty good. Mm, I implore anyone that's going to get on some health journey soon. Do a cleanse first. Go to mm-hmm. You can go to any GNC, and they have options there. They have the 30-day that you're talking about. They yeah. have one that you can do over the weekend. And I'm telling you, you will poop out a Lego you lost when you were five. <laughs> like you, You're like, whoa. <laughs> that you lost when you were five. <laughs> In addition, though, you should, while you're on a cleanse, it would be really great and helpful if you did like a colonic. Mm. They do the hydrocolonics now. I want where, to do one. Oh, I'm, they're so good. Why? Hello. What? Oh, just <laughs> I'm an exit, not an entrance. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> hey, I just Doctor, buy me dinner first. Is all I'm saying, Doc. Like, why? Okay. Come on, Doc. <laughs> buy me but, dinner uh, first. You have very large hands, Doctor. No. Um, it's it's really it's really good. It's it's sort of strange, right? Sitting there, like as the water is flushing you out. Um, but and you can see it, like they keep. Yeah, you, you get a, you get a whole like view of like a tank, sort of like a water tank where your your you know stuff, your waste is you know coming it's out. Nice, yes. It's great. Feces. It's really great. But it's I advise you to do it once you've been eating clean for a little while because I've heard I've only heard that. If you're doing it right when you're starting, it could be really, like, not great as far as the smell and all of that stuff. So mm-hmm. just when you're clean, though, you see it. It's great. I eat clean really all great. the time. It ain't no big deal to mm-hmm. me. You know what I'm saying? What I do is uh, there's a company. I'll give them a shout out. It's called, um, I just forgot the name. The The item is called Oxy Powder mm. Tablets. And uh, I can't remember global Oxy powder. Yeah, if you Google oxy powder and they come in tablets and you take eight of them mm-hmm. every night and you do it for a week and you drink a whole lot of water and you try to eat as clean as possible, you'll mm. flush yourself out in a week, no problem. Hmm. But okay. boy, oh boy, don't be trying to go to the club that night. <laughs> and if you do go to the club, get a booth next to the bathroom because I can promise you one thing: it's going to be very interesting. The first time I did it, I said, "Yo." Do you wow. come and watch the game? No. <laughs> I'll be watching it on my phone while sitting on the throne. Oh, my goodness. It's one of them situations. So, uh, Oh, Sun Cafe is the place that I was talking about. Sun, S- S-U-N? Mm-hmm. Sun Cafe. And it's in Universal City? It's near. It's right near Universal City, yeah. I'm going there. You should. It's, it's incredible. I think you'll be very surprised at... Um, at you know the food that they have the type of way that you can eat and it being raw it's really and, good and i bet it's expensive as hell <laughs> you can get a few items that are pretty pretty you know reasonable usually those specialty places it's there's a there's an upcharge there's a surcharge for yeah, having something uh, it's i'm sure it's not um cheap 
to make these things in any way. You know what I'm saying? Something's in my eye. I got to go grab something. It's all good. We will, when we come forward, uh, we will uh, have Robin be able to see, and we will also go to the phone. Sean's been on the phone for a little bit. We'll go to him as well. Danny Morrison Show, KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about. Stick From Bakersfield to Los Angeles. From middays to nighttime. Like George and Weezy, Danny Morrison is moving on up at KBLA Talk 1580. Real Talk. Real time, the gospel truth. You're listening to the Danny Morrison Show on KBLA Talk 1580. It's a Charmin up in that game on the hip hop uh, theme. Yeah, that was powerful. That was kind of fire. <laughs> By the way, I'm on a I'm on an Instagram page called Everyday Throwback. I don't know if you guys are on it, and they do battles on their page kind of the same way we do. And today they're just supposed to choose one. Which of these 1990 jams takes the cake? And the first one is uh. Tony, 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 it never rains. After seven, ready or not. I'll give all my love. Keep sweat. Ralph Tresvant, sensitivity. Spread my wings, true. Whitney Houston, I'm your baby tonight. This is Howard Hewitt, right? Wow. Show me. Yeah, that's what that is. Pebbles and baby face. That's a great one. Uh, Love makes things happen. By the way, the most beautiful cheating song of all time. You ever listen to the words in that song? No. That's what they're talking about in that song. Oh, yeah. Johnny Gill, my, my, my. Yeah. And the last one. Which doesn't even fit. Yeah, it doesn't fit Poison. Which one is the hottest song in that list? I have to go with, I'm stuck between Troop or After (sighs) 7. That Troop. That Troop is definitely next level or After 7. Keith Sweat, I'll give all my love to you. It's not a heater for you. No, that's not. Keith Sweat has some better songs. Okay. I got love for Keith, but nah, 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 nah. I'm going to go. Troop spread my wings. I'm with you on that. That when it came on, I felt something in my spirit. I mean, the spirit got me. It's everything. <laughs> it is. I love, love, love that troop song. And if y'all want another treat, go watch that music video and the dance break that they do in the middle of that video. Oh, fire! Let's go to the phones real fast. Speaking of fire, Sean's on the phone. Sean, give me your height, your color, and your hood, Sean. Hey, I'm still. Uh, you know, almost under six feet, and, uh, you know, my hood is the East Bay, the Bay Area, Oaktown, Oakland, East, Hayward. East Bay, Oakland, Berkeley. California, checking in, drop that, come on, Andy. Yeah, yeah, uh, What's on your mind today? Uh, I'm told that you want to talk about what you're thankful for for this Thanksgiving holiday. Well, absolutely. You know, number one, I want to say, because Miss Ayers, Robin, you know, that's, that's awesome. You've been married 17 years. First of all, I'm thankful for that. You should be, and I know you are thankful for that, because that's kind of rare in today's world, I have to tell you. Very. And that should be something that you should be very thankful for. And, and I've been married a long time and all that, but not about me. I am thankful for that word resilience. You had earlier a caller mm-hmm. My goodness, resilience. Mm. And I wanted to say something to you, Brother Danny. Mm-hmm. I learned something new listening to this show tonight in which you had a son who had stage four cancer and survived. Yes, sir. Okay, let me tell you something, brother. 
I have, in my better half and I have had a situation. We have a son with autism and others, uh, you know, complications, you know, and, um, you know, that was a big crisis. But there's nothing bigger than pediatric cancer or young children having cancer and, and getting through it. Nothing. Not one thing. Nothing. And so, you know, nothing. And so you did this, my man. And, and I'll tell you what. Uh, that's what we give a lot of our support towards pediatric cancer. My daughter's best friend had an immune deficiency in which she had to get chemo, and and I was so sad I had my had to wear my mask to go through and support. But you see these children that actually have to go through this thing, and uh, you know all I wanted to do is imbibe you know um, positivity because I'll tell you what your son or daughter was your son. It's my son. I'll tell you what. He will be stronger than 99.9% of all human beings because he got through that with the support of you and your better half and your family and all that kind of stuff. And there's nothing more to be thankful for than that kind of strength. And be, and I know you're proud and all that. So anyway, I just wanted to send you my love because I understand crisis, but that is a crisis to a different level. Wow. You know what? Give wow. him call of the day flash. Thank night. you, Sean. That was beautiful. Sean, that was absolutely fantastic. Man, I needed that today, and I'm glad that you can feel it because I try to tell people, man, you have not experienced pain until you walk through a children's hospital, man. It's it's another world that most people don't get to experience, and I wish everyone could to understand just how blessed they are every single day. Absolutely, and I just want to say, you know, anyone that had ever gone through any crisis, Anything, it, 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 you know, perception is reality to some extent, but it is not when you think about people that are going through something that you went through because your child could lose their life, and there's nothing more precious than that life of a child who is in this world already with people around them that love them. That's right. Sean, have a blessed Thanksgiving yeah. if I don't talk to you prior to that, and uh, have a beautiful night as well, okay? Thank you. Love you guys. Thank Take you, care. Sean, so much. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah. um, He's awesome. It's amazing how, like, we're sitting there thinking about what we're going to eat for Thanksgiving and what family we're going to see for Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. But meanwhile, there's people in hospitals all throughout this country Mm -hmm. that won't be at home. Mm -hmm. And we never think about those people. We talked about the homeless uh, earlier in this broadcast. There's people that will be sleeping under a bridge on Thanksgiving morning. We won't be thinking about those people. Mm -hmm. All I've been trying to do during this broadcast is to help us understand as somebody going through some really traumatic experiences as we speak mm. and you worrying about your collard greens, mm. you know? Mm. Yeah, I, and this is true. And, and that's why uh, my biggest thought about, I guess, maybe all of that and just life in general is that all of us are here to serve one another. You know what I mean? And um, we, we don't get it perfect all the time because to be honest with you, we should be thinking about family. We should be, you know, um, celebrating, you know, with our family, the time that we have together, being thankful for that. Right. Um, but I feel as though like the, the, the Bible talks about, and I don't know the exact um, scripture, but the Bible talks about like even the birds, basically he feeds even the birds, even the birds don't have to worry about being fed, right? Mm-hmm. And I believe that, I mean, so, since we're all his children, that somehow, some way that he will put it on someone's heart to bless, you know, people around the world. And so um, that that certainly is my prayer. You know, I pray that that everyone feels some kind of love someone that they feel you know 
fed. And it's let's be honest, it's really not about the food per se. You know, right. and I know that we're putting a lot of emphasis on food. It's not really about that. It's to me yeah, we're going to cook and we're going to eat and all that, but we're really celebrating um, the time that we have together and being thankful for that. So with that being said, it's 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 loving on one another. And I pray that all of those people who are houseless, who are, you know, by themselves and don't necessarily have family, that they still receive love in some way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's through strangers, some, you know, a kid smiles at you, makes your day or you know, someone um, blesses you with, you know, money to go get get food to eat or food itself. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So that's what I hope. And I also don't want us to feel selfish in if we hand somebody $5 outside a grocery store, we've done our part. I think sometimes we do that for selfish reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we give somebody something. Some foolish people on social media even give it and take a picture with the homeless person, mm-hmm. which ticks me off more than Anything. You got to understand, once that $5 is gone, regardless of what they buy with it, food, alcohol, Mm -hmm. drugs, it's not on my heart when I give somebody Mm -hmm. cash. Could not care less what they do with it. Whatever they need to bring them comfort in that moment, I'm going to go ahead and let them do that and let God do what he does. But I want us to also understand once that $5 is gone, what then? Mm -hmm. Once they eat that meal that we give them, what then? Mm -hmm. If it's raining outside, what what then? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I just think we're so sh- we have such short term thinking when it comes to taking care of people that are houseless. Mm-hmm. You know, we give a little something and we just think, oh, we took care. Of- they're gonna be good for the night. I gave them twenty dollars. They're gonna be good for the night. No, they're not. Mm. I used to um, every Wednesday here in uh, downtown LA. Actually, there's an organization called My Friend's House, and they feed. Uh, they, and now it's, it's it's awesome because I hadn't been in a while. They feed uh, people who are living down there on the streets and now they're feeding their pets, which is mm. awesome. But my friend's house also opened up an actual facility where, you know, you can donate clothes, you can donate, you know, all of those types of things that are, that, that are necessities, right? Um, just different things. And people can go there and actually, um, you know, choose clothes and, and, and they've had a lot of events there. But my point for saying that is there's nothing more, amazing than feeling like you're helping someone giving someone you know we're sitting we're standing behind these you know food trays and we're helping giving giving food and uh, again putting certain things in bags for them whether it be socks and water or um things for women for their you know the time that they have of the month and like products definitely all, all of those yeah. so um that's helpful that's something that they need right but also to another level, I used to take my kids there. I used to take my kids and um, t- for them to see a couple of things. It's it's I think it's twofold. Number one, you need to understand what it feels like to give. Right. You need to see that 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 and feel what it feels like when they give you a smile of appreciation and they're thankful for what you what you're helping to do. But not only that, it opens their eyes to being grateful for the situation that they're in. <clears throat> you know, it's a gratitude kind of thing. It, mm-hmm. it really when you expose kids to people who have less than them, mm. um, it begins to just open up their entire world and them to be grateful about, you know, the life that they have. And so it, it just offers, I think, a, a multitude of different blessings or whatever. So, again, that's my friend's house. It's an organization in downtown L.A. that I personally need to get back to because I used to go pretty much every Wednesday. Mm. And so uh, I want to go back there. But if, if you have time on a Wednesday afternoon, I believe it's 12 o'clock or 2 o'clock or something like that, um, yeah, go down there. They, they're always looking for people to help. That's why I believe in Karen Bass. Yeah. 
I think she's about to change that. Yeah, I believe in her. I believe in the, the verbiage she's been using over the past few months is mm-hmm. saying that she's going to make things, she's going to enhance the communities, the houseless communities. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah. And no disrespect to my friend's house. Hopefully they won't have to exist very soon. Mm-hmm. A lot of these organizations that take care of the houseless in L.A., hopefully they won't have to exist very soon. Mm-hmm. You know, wouldn't that be great? Yeah, That's yeah. I think it's a. I think it's a collaborative effort. I think that Karen Bass needs us. We need her, and she needs organizations. The organizations need her. I think it's a collaborative thing, you know. But yeah, you're right. I mean, ideally, there will be no one, you know, <laughs> uh, on the streets, and that they can help get get you know a good amount, especially while she's in office, a good amount of people off the streets. Got a lot of work to do. Yeah, wow. yeah. That's true. 1-800-920-1580 When we come forward We got news and traffic right now When we come forward Let's get into these clips We got some good ones today Mm. We got to break them down Mm Because we got a crazy Thursday Coming tomorrow We got to get them in Yeah 1-800-920-1580 Danny Morrison Show KBLA Talk 1580 We got a lot to talk about Where black lives matter Don't get it twisted Come on Nighttime is the right time For Danny Morrison On KBLA Talk 1580 Inside the Danny Morrison Show, KBLA Talk 1580, Mint Condition. What kind of man would I be? Woo! Andy know what's up. Telling y'all, man. I mean, I said, uh, I think it was last week, that uh, you can make the case of Wanye is the best male singer of the 1990s. You better toss Stokely's name into the conversation. Stokely is... Just into the conversation. Yeah, I think he is, I think he is underrated. There's no doubt. Yeah. He should have gone solo. I'm surprised he didn't. Mm. He had an opportunity there. Men Condition was doing okay, but come on. Wanye too, by the way. But you know what? I think we often, um, I, don't, I don't think we give the groups enough credit. Because could Stokely be mm-hmm. Stokely without Men Condition? I give you Ralph Tresvan. Mm-hmm. Ralph waited too long. Mm-hmm. He to did. come out solo. He waited too long. He, mm-hmm. he, he was holding, I mean, we all saw the documentary. He was holding up that group too long, mm-hmm. and he felt bad about walking away from them. But he should have. Mm-hmm. Bobby Brown got fired from the group mm-hmm. and became the biggest thing in the entire group. Sometimes I don't think it's just that, though. I think that um, I think that there's just certain factors. You, know, It could be chemistry. It could be the fact that someone else in the group is writing your songs. Maybe that they are mm. you know, producing the music that you're singing, so you wouldn't be the same. Without them, now I'm not saying that's the case for everybody because we've seen Michael Jackson, like we've seen people go solo before and really do a great job and and completely bypass the group's success, right? So we've seen it happen. I just sometimes I think that um, number one, we wouldn't have even known you without your group, Mm. right? So do you owe them some sort of loyalty, a few albums before you bounce? For sure, for sure that. And then um, just the the mere fact that we know your name, I think that we have to give that to the group because what if we wouldn't have paid any any attention to you just as a solo artist off top? We had to know you from the group, right? So did Beyonce leave too soon? No, clearly not. (laughs) I'm just saying, but the, the other two... Did not flourish when she left. Mm. Did she oh, leave see. too soon? Did, did she hurt the them oh, okay. by going solo? Um, that's possible. Timberlake too. Possible. Definitely. Possibly. Definitely Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's true too. That right, kind of a no brainer. Yeah. Has there ever been uh? And we'll move on with the videos after this. The, the audio, I mean. 
Has there ever been a group that had a lead singer or anyone within the group that left and went solo and the group stayed just as viable after their departure? Mm. Has that ever happened before? Oh, man. Uh, I want to say... Because Bobby Brown left, but he wasn't the lead singer per se. Yeah. And they still had Ralph, and they brought in Johnny Gill. They were fine. Yeah, no, I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't think there has been, yeah. ever. Are we just keeping it R&B? R&B is fine, or whoever you want. N.W.A. You think after Ice Cube's departure, they were just as viable a group? I think you can make the argument for that. That End for Life um, album was not as strong as Straight Outta Compton. It was okay. Yeah, it was I'm still impactful, sure. though. It was impactful. There's no doubt. Yeah, I'm not sure. But that's a that's a that's probably one of the, the best examples that we have. Mm. Uh, let's get into the Upon Further Review clips. These are clips you have all sent us over the past few days. Clips that extend the conversation on some of the topics we've touched on on the Danny Mo Show. Here's the first one. And uh, I was excited when this one was sent to me, literally just last night. It features the brilliant Dick Gregory breaking down how we only have one expectation on this earth from the moment we leave the womb. Listen! All raindrops have one job, is to work their way back home. To the river, to the stream, to the ocean. When we're born, we have one thing to do. God don't give a damn about a PhD like your daddy got. Or a PhD like your mama got or how much money you got in the bank, or if you're black, you're white, you're rich, you're poor, you can read, you can't read. God has one law. When you come here, the only thing you have to do is work your way back home. I brought you through that little door called your mama's womb. But all you got to do is work your way. And I have one restriction. You better be as clean when you get back as you was when I put you here. Hmm? You're not born a racist. Or a bigot, or a thief, or a murderer. You pick that up on the way. It's just that simple. Now, y'all play all the games you want. Get hung up in all the churches you want. Be full of hatred. Let somebody reduce you below your dignity and don't know you violating the universal God. Let a bunch of thugs control your food. A bunch of hoodlums control your education. Thanks. Everything. They got engineered animals that you put on your table every day and America's the only country don't have to put on the label that they've been cloned and you think you're free. Mm. Wow. I had an opportunity to meet him once. Oh my God, talk about it. Um, it was, near, I, I forget what, what exactly was happening uh, or who got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in 2017. Mm-hmm. And um, he was at the hotel that was right there nearby. It was at maybe maybe the W Hotel or something like that. I can't exactly remember. It was right around the Hollywood Boulevard thing going on or whatever. And he was sitting there, and um, and I just was, I, I remember seeing everybody sort of making a fuss that he was there. He was chill, you know. I think he was having, you know, a conversation with someone. And I'm the type of person that if I know, I, I may not even have anything to say or ask of you, but mm-hmm. I want to just meet you, shake your hand, because you are an icon, That's right? Me. You are a legend. I want to touch greatness. And I just have to tell you that, yeah. right? And so um, he sat there, or and uh, I just, I went over to him. He was 
was he he complimented me. It was just so he was so nice and so genuine and sweet and just authentic, you know. Mm. And um, I just had to let him know how much you know I, I loved him, and and he was just well, thank you, darling, thank you. You know, he was just so sweet, and um, that was just it was a brief moment. We didn't sit there and have a conversation. I wasn't gonna impede on what he had going on, but it was it was still really really nice to just meet him in person. Mm. That's got to be a top ten for you. Yeah, he's he's for sure. He's up there. Um, Sidney Portier, that he's certainly up there. But to even have a conversation with him, you mm. know, I mean, the the fact that he allowed me to sit there, take his time when that's not even what we were there for. But mm. you know, he, we were there for a play. But he sat there and just gave me time, mm. gave me time, and you know, sat, he we took pictures and he was like, "Is that good?" But well, no, no, no. Let's take another one. Like, let's oh, make sure awesome. that it's good. You know, he was so great. He was so great. Um, so he's another one on my like top three right i've never asked you that question before i'm mm. curious now who's your list who are the three that you've met that you go oh my god those are the three greatest human beings oh. i've ever met um, or interviewed or whatever yeah maybe for different reasons i mean they the two of them probably who i just spoke about could easily have and, them in the top three absolutely and probably uh probably bishop td jakes because yeah i n- i will never forget the feeling of him walking into the room and i felt like <laughs> i felt like he was such a father figure you know he wow. was a father figure yeah um for multiple reasons i think of course i have been listening to him for years and even when someone is helping to guide your soul mm. Much like my own pastor, right? But when someone is helping to guide your soul, you look to them and you you sort of like um, you revere, you know, them. And it's like um, that's how I felt. And not only not just in in that way, but when he walked in, he has such a big presence. It's a huge presence. He has a huge presence, and it's but it's calm and it's sweet. Yeah. It's nice. It's kind. Yeah. And um, but he ha- it's such, he takes up room. He takes up room. So I learned from that as well. I learned mm. that, you know, you can, when you enter a room, you don't have to be loud and, you know, everybody look at me. You don't have to be that. You can actually be silent, mm. but your presence is so loud, you <laughs> know? And so, um, and then, of course, I had the opportunity to interview him and um, and ask him some, like, more spiritual questions as well. And so he's probably got, I've always said he was in my top three, though, for mm. sure, because I felt like, like I met my father, you know what I'm saying? Like, in a weird way, I kind of felt like that with him. I told you that uh, uh, E.T. is number one motivational speaker. I think that you countered mine with him. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. You, you might be right on I that see one. it. T- I see it. T.D. Yeah. is probably top dog. Yeah. 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 He's like, he's he's impeccable with his word. He's impeccable in how to convey a message. Yes. He has the, the best ability to just break the thing down and make you understand it the way that it's meant to come off. Yes. You know? So um, he's certainly gifted. He's anointed for sure, but he's gifted in that way, being able to tell like stories and, um, mm-hmm. you know, just talk to you in a very relatable kind of way. Steve Harvey? I love Steve. I love Steve's gems. Where you got him? Um, He's not above either the, one of those two. 
Right. But I don't even see him as a motivational speaker. I think that Steve Harvey is one who drops nuggets. All the he time. might have he have he has moments, but they're like nuggets. You know, he'll mm-hmm. just say like a, a good a good five minutes, you know, just give him five minutes and he'll tell you a story mm-hmm. or, you know, um, or just tell you something from the Bible. And, you know, it's and it's cool the way that he relates it to real life. And so I love Steve Harvey. I don't look at him as a motivational speaker, mm. though. I think I've told you that jump video changed my life. And that jump video is part of the reason I'm talking to you guys in Los Angeles right now. Oh. Steve so, Harvey? Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. So, one 800 When we come forward, another Upon Further Review clip for you, Danny Mouse Show status. From Bakersfield to Los Angeles. From middays to nighttime. Like George and Wheezy, Danny Morrison is moving on up at KBLA Talk 1580. 1580. Now back to more of the Danny Morrison Show on KBLA Talk 1580. 1580. Yeah. Yeah, man, we just found out a, a little nugget about you and Dick Gregory. Hmm. We have the same birthday. That's fantastic. It's passed on, but you know, we 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 had the same birthday. So same was... year and everything, right? Okay. <laughs> All right, keep at it. Keep at it, Danny Mo. I'm kidding. But also, I wanted to mention the name of the herb cleanse that we were talking about. I said it was A D Dolphin. Thank you for who I don't know your name, um, whoever left the open mic message, but the name of the cleanse is called um D Herbs. The D-Herb Cleanse. So oh, cool. it's the 30-day cleanse that I was talking about. That's that. Where can we get that from? Online. Um, he's got uh, dherbs.com. Mm. I'm going to do one. The letter D as in David. I would love to try that one if I could buy it over the counter somewhere, but I don't want to order anything and wait. Oh. Because well, after Thanksgiving, oh. I'm going to need it. Trust me, I'm going to need something to cleanse me out. Maybe you can woo. get an expedited uh, shipping thing. I'm going to look into a D-Herb Cleanse. D-Herbs Cleanse. Or uh, dherbs.com. Herbs.com. Yes. All right. Uh, check out this uh, next clip. This is, in my opinion, the big dog. Okay. Eric Thomas. Okay. The number one numero uno. It's great. You just said it was T.D. Jakes, but. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's all good. It's He's a tie. up there. He's up there. Okay. And uh, he breaks down how we shouldn't always need a seat at the table. We need to build our own seat. Listen. I don't need to sit at your table. We building one. We're in the process of building a table. We're building a table. I don't got to sit at your table. I'm building my own table, and I will build you a table in the presence of your enemies. Mm. Come on. Your problem, your problem, you still at the bottom. You pissed because they didn't give you an award. Award for what? I get an award every night when I go to bed. I hear God say, well done. I see what you're doing, son. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. I see how you treat people. Well done. I see how you extend yourself. Well done. I see you ain't getting caught up. Well done, thou good. I don't need the award. First time I heard that clip, I thought of one person. Mm. Tavis Mike. Mm. I think that is what KBLA is. Absolutely. Building need, a table. I don't need your table. We How we gonna build our own table. Yeah, yeah. And it's gonna be hard, like like walnut. Mm, you know what mm-hmm, I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And we're gonna seat a lot of people at the table that otherwise wouldn't be able to sit at this table. Yeah. Do you remember the the episode of uh I don't know if you ever watched Married with Children? Did course, you ever watch yeah. it? Okay, when Peg. Al, <laughs> yeah, when Al Bundy was uh 
he was building a, a, something, and, and I don't know if it was a voice or something that said, build it and they will come. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? that that's kind of what that reminds me of. Um, oftentimes where we're so scared to, to – we don't know what the outcome is going to be, right? So you build – but the truth is if you build it, they will come. Build it. But build it in excellence and they will come, you know? I love the message of um, E.T. right here. Love his – I always love his messaging. The delivery. Come on now. It's gotta, the delivery for me. But you know, that's that's my style too. That's, that's, and he is great. Like, let me tell you something. Where he thrives is talking to teams, you know, um, football teams and, you know, schools because you have to Youngsters. project and, you know, mm-hmm. all of that stuff for sure. Um, again, this I'm not knocking him because I love his messages. It's the delivery. We played that video on the air before when he talked to us. He was talking to those teenagers at that school, and they were all were talking. Remember? Oh, yeah. And he said, "Only when I get in front of black kids, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what they talking when I'm talking. Yep, yep. I go talk to white kids. They ain't talking when I'm talking. Yeah, yeah. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that as a woman, you don't want a man yelling at you. You know, and it's passionate. It's passionate, and I could appreciate that. But as a woman, you don't want a man yelling at you, even in even in, if it's positive, you know. Um, so, again, that's what I take away from it. I take away the message. I hear the message very loud and clear, and I appreciate the message. So why was DMX successful? Um, because... He was yelling the whole time. Why is Busta Rhymes successful? Mm-hmm. Y'all, 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 y'all. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's because of the music. Maybe because they're good looking. I'm a hip hop hand. What? What? DMX wasn't good looking. Why? Why do we go there? I'm it just has asking. nothing. No, we're talking about the voice. That's all y'all care about. What? You will overlook everything else if he fine. You've been. Someone has tainted you. You trying to tell me that's not true? That is not true. See, I told you with men, it's that true. is not true. The there higher are... the woman, the more nonsense exactly. we will put up so with. Exactly. So you are. You are. Uh, you are. Uh, reflecting or deflecting, rather, and you're in. You, that's not my story. That's not how I get down. And a lot of women that I know, that's not how we get down. There are some, yes, but not all. You are willing to tell me in these last 40, 45 seconds here that the hotter the man is, a woman won't put up with nonsense if he's fire and he's fire in the bedroom. No, I don't think that that's true. I don't think that that's true. We're so so. (laughs) I don't think that's true. (laughs) I do. You tripping? Tomorrow we got a beautiful show coming in. You got a a celebrity guest? Yeah, comedian Little Rel, actor Little Rel. He's coming in here. He's got some amazing projects that we're going to talk about, and just his his life and all that stuff. He's from Chicago. You know, so it's going to be fun. It's going to be, be fun. fun. Inside the Rob Report tomorrow, we will send you all for uh, Thanksgiving the right way. Good luck. God bless. Go. Voice of Reason, Zoe Williams up next. Keep it on KBLA. Y'all.